0: It's a quarter to four on RNZ National. No, my Hari mai hotaka. Welcome to the panel. And our guests today are both together in Wellington. Georgina Georgie Stadianu, a director at government relations firm BRG and former ministerial advisor. Kia Georgi. Georgie. Kia
1: ora, thanks for having me, Jim.
0: Kia ora, korua, actually. Greytown chef Martin Bosley. Hello, Martin. Greetings, Jim. Nice to have you. Nice to talk to you again. Yeah, you too. After four, the price of petrol down. The passwords we're still using online. Office parties and functions on the way out. Good news or bad news. 2101 to text your thoughts on any of our topics to us or the panel at rnz.co.nz. Racism, gender discrimination, general harassment, Of elected representatives, local government New Zealand feels it's had to release an information package on how to keep their councillors safe. So we've got that state of affairs to discuss. Do our golf courses need to be repurposed so more people can enjoy them? And a new house has just been put up in 13 hours, pre-made, off-site. Is this the future of builds or not? What the panellists have been thinking about shortly, Georgie and Martin, uh, down south it's been hard to think of much beyond the wild weather. It's wreaked havoc across the South Island where many roads and businesses have been closed because of washouts and flooding. The owner of the Omarama Top Ten Holiday Park had to evacuate 60 guests just before midnight last night. Irwin Baybor says they only had five to ten minutes to get everyone out safely.
2: Most of us went uh, to the to the hotel across from us. We, we also s- slept at, at their place, and uh, they were really nice in uh, helping us out and, and helping the people out that were getting stuck here. Uh, so we, we only stayed there for one night, but th- there are still people uh, staying in there because they, they have just nowhere to go. We, we have to wait until everything is, is uh, go, going down and then see see what, 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 what the actual damage is. We looked in a few units and, and uh, yeah, the, the the whole road is basically destroyed. Of the whole uh, floor is basically destroyed, and um, yeah, our garage is just full of water. Our laundry was was full of water, and some parts I was standing uh, above above my knees in, in the water.
0: Owen oh, Babel, what a thing to look uh, at when first light arrived, panelists. That would be a horrid prospect. You've got a feel for people down south, don't
3: you?
1: Oh, horrendous. Yeah, yeah, especially after, you know, a couple of years doing it and tough being in the tourism game with COVID and then school holidays and they've got all that to deal with.
0: Exactly.
3: Yeah, you must be wondering you know, when are we gonna catch a break here? You know, like it's one thing after another, isn't it really? When will we catch a break? <laughs> uh, Waka Kotahis Graham Hall is with us.
0: Kia ora, Graham. Kia ora. What's the latest people need to know about road closures and disruptions, please?
2: Right. Well probably the key ones are uh, that the Lindis Pass, State Highway 8, between Tarras and Amarama, it will remain closed overnight. We've got um, two, two streams that have uh, broken out their banks and we're needing to repair that. And at the same time, we've got snow now uh, falling on the pass. Um, so that's the key one, State Highway 8. Um, then north of Amarama, there's still floodwaters across the Tarsia there. Um, so that really does block the road from Queenstown to Christchurch They need to take alternative routes like State Highway 85, which we know is the pig route. Yeah. Um, what... The Haas Pass is also closed.
0: Okay. What's the situation with Lake Ohau Village and also Araki Mount Cook Village?
2: Right, well, yeah, the Ohau Village, there is a local road bridge there that's been washed out, uh, and I know the council's been up looking at that today, uh, and we've been talking to them about how they might repair it.
0: Yeah, there's um, a 30-foot gap, 30, I guess we'd better do it in metres, about a 13-metre gap between one side of the bridge and the other and a raging torrent in between. It sounds dramatic.
2: <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but I think talking to them at lunchtime, there were ways that within a day or two they could repair that. The Mount Cook one's being cleared as we speak, um, but I think that road won't open until tomorrow morning. Okay. At Highway 80, yes.
0: So, O Marama and Otamatata were hit hardest, I was reading. Are there any problems in the Waitaki Valley further down?
2: Not as such. The road, that again, that road 83, will remain closed from Kurao to Amarima uh, overnight um, and should be opened in the morning. There is already work getting done in that area. Uh, yes, certainly after the high winds of yesterday, the, the rainfall in that area um, yesterday afternoon and last night it was extreme uh, and has caused significant damage not just to our highways but to the local roads and the communities. 500
0: and 535 mils of rain recorded as of earlier this afternoon at Araki Mount Cook, 195 mils at Arthur's Pass. So are you expecting more bad news on roads, ground?
2: I think, yeah, look, working out today, people, if they can't use the Lindus, will come down the Pig Route State Highway um, 85, And we would expect freezing conditions overnight uh, as, as things clear. Uh, and therefore, ice and snow on the roads is another dilemma for the motorists, people travelling, and they need to pay particular attention. I think slowing down and taking real care and understanding what's on the road ahead of you would be really important.
0: What about the rivers? Will they start to drop now?
2: Yes, look, they have started to, to drop in... Um, The high country in Otago and I gather now in Canterbury. Um, but there is still a rain watch for coastal Otago. That's, uh, State Highway 1, Omaru to Dunedin. Uh, still rain falling, not, not of significant amounts, but still the road will have moisture on it. Um, therefore we're watching that and everything, everyone needs to take care. There can be potholes open out as well. So the road might not be as smooth as you'd want. Um, yes.
0: The weather, time. So the weather eases down south and moves north. Any problems anticipated as it does that, Graham?
2: I don't think so. I think going by the Met surface, the amounts of rainfall are, are less as it's heading north. Um, but I suppose we're... In dealing with highways, roading, we're always expecting nature to throw everything in the kitchen sink at us. So... Um, yeah, it just means that we, our contractors are extremely busy at the moment. Uh, winter is not a not a time where we can put our feet up.
0: No, that's right. Alas, that's right. Or okay, all the best with everyone working on your behalf, Graham. Thank you for joining us.
2: Yeah, look and thank you because this gets the message spread around that um, yeah we have winter conditions certainly in the south at the moment.
0: Graham Hall from NZTA Waka Kotahi, at uh, seven minutes to four. So Georgie Stalianu, And Martin Bosley are with us. Actually, tomorrow is Wellington's turn for the rain, 100% likelihood, apparently. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Are you you both fans of winter? I mean, at least the three of us aren't (laughs) suffering like people down south and, of course, all the people out of sight Mm -hmm. and out of mind.
1: Martin's just been talking to me about his hometown of of Greytown and how beautifully warm it gets because I was already bemoaning the Wellington (laughs) weather, Jim. But I like seasons. I like a good cold winter, but I just want a nice warm summer as well. So I'm not adverse to the seasons. I just feel like we get slightly too much winter in Wellington.
0: (laughs) It certainly Mm. seemed a bit like too much winter. Um, what have you both been thinking about, Martin? What's been on your mind, please?
3: Oh, as George just said, I, um, I live in Greytown, and uh, currently on until the end of this month is the Greytown Festival of Christmas, uh, which is in its third year now um, and it runs right through the month of July. And the whole community really comes together to make this event as massive a success. Where houses put up fairy lights in their gardens and Christmas decorations, and without being too overboard, actually on the Christmas stuff, and all the shops do window displays and dress the whole you know, the whole street gets lit up, and there's sort of um, dramatic displays of you know, light displays on the on the on the old buildings. Um, that sort of starts at six o'clock every night. Um, there's you know there's there's food trucks, there's street food and. There's just this amazing energy that just comes into the in, in, into the village, um, you know, over a weekend. And you know, last Friday, I went for a walk uh, at about half past five six o'clock, and there's just families out, and there's people enjoying it, and they're all rugged up. That whole it's that whole winter thing, right? You've got a hat on, you've got a scarf on. It's just everything you kind of feel a Christmas should be, you know, and with, you know with all those winter sort of aspects to it. Um, and with everything else that's going on, you know, that we, you know, that we sort of get bogged down and, you know, the, 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 all the talk of everything that's depressing, this is a real joy and it's a real highlight. And, you know, it's now, this, it's now the biggest event in the in, in the South Wild Apple's, um event calendar. Uh, it's 20% up on trade and, and what well, was January was the biggest month of the year previously. Now July is the, is, the, is the biggest month. So, you know, from an economic point of view as well, it's just absolutely massive uh, for what you know, and the money's being spent in in the village, and it's uh, and it's staying there because all you know, it's it's not people coming in from out of town and setting up a store and then buggering off with Grey Town dollars. It's uh, it's all staying there, and people are coming in from all over the country to enjoy it. Uh, it's um, it's a treat, and I just urge anybody who got two weekends left to get over there and uh, and and do it. Uh, it's well worth it, um, even if you just come over for the night and enjoy enjoy the food at the truck stop and. Wander on home again.
0: So is this something you're recommending for other locations in New Zealand?
3: Oh, I think yeah, it's it, absolutely. You know, I mean, this is the thing that came was born out of um, post-COVID. You know, like we you know what do we do to get people going and keep you know get people moving again, and I say so inject some money into the local economy because as you know, it every, really was struggling. Uh, and this thing has just gone gangbusters. It's taken off like you like you like, literally like you wouldn't believe. And um, you know, you as I say, you, you know, as you start approaching the, um, the 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 core of the village, I guess from. For a good five or six hundred metres away as you're approaching, you just sort of start to feel the atmosphere build and the buzz, and I think other communities could certainly be doing something along along very similar lines. Georgia, as we're going Mal's.
0: to be we're going to be talking after four o'clock on the panel about things designed to, you know, uh, rally us in the middle of winter. What do you think about the uh, greyhound idea?
1: Oh, I think it's awesome. I, I'm literally thinking in my in my mind, how can I get up there the next couple of weeks? <laughs> um, no, I think we, we definitely need stuff like that my I've been thinking has been a little bit more negative so I've probably got a bit of winter blues and should have gone to the Grey Town Christmas Fest (laughs) Um, I have been thinking about essentially for the first time since my family moved us here from the UK when I was about 15 I feel pretty disenfranchised with with where we're going and where we're heading as a country there's no denying it's been a rough years and it's a rough couple of years and it's affected us all in different ways but I just feel we've lost our way a bit and I heard on the radio this morning, um, on Morning Report of course, um, the debate over redrawing school boundaries and and zones and I'm thinking, well, we've got all these stats showing that our kids are barely learning to read and right now a load of bureaucrats are going and redrawing school boundaries. We we see politicking every day about needing more skilled workers in the country, but we don't seem to be focused on giving the people that are here a reason to stay and live here and work here and raise families here. We don't seem to be able to have grown-up debates without fear of um, offending someone. Uh, We produce far more food in this country than we need, yet Kiwi kids and families are going hungry. So just feel like things are a little bit wrong, a little bit divided, and we're so naturally blessed in so many ways, Um, our natural landscape, our geographic isolation from a lot of the world's problems um is a blessing Mm -hmm. and i sort of just want us to pick ourselves up and brush ourselves off and 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 do better to be honest and
0: start all over again so you're saying that we're rearranging the deck chairs too much and we should be strengthening the hull of the titanic
1: that's exactly right yes yeah we just need to get back to some of the some of the basics what what's the vision what's what's the shared plan why are we all here what what do we all stand for
0: Okay, uh, I saw a New Zealand Herald headline today, New Zealand facing an outbreak of gloom. amid. <laughs> oh, in- okay, I've got
1: that. I have not had COVID, but I've been, I've been struck by the gloom.
0: An outbreak of gloom amid inflation, crime and COVID. Uh, Martin, do you see a degree of disintegration at the moment in New Zealand society? What are your views on this?
3: Yeah, I do. Unfortunately, and I and I, ne- and I never thought I'd see that living here, or um, or, or, or say yes to a question like that. Um, and I and so it's, it's a real shame, just based on what you're just saying there. I was about to say, shit, we should all go and live in the UK. Um, but yeah, I do, and it's just, and I don't know, and it probably comes up on the subjects we're going to talk about this afternoon. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know why. Like, why, why are we suddenly feeling so, I guess, disenfranchised and alienated, and you know, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it, it is, a, it is a disintegration, isn't it? And I don't know. I don't, have the, I don't have the answers, Jim. I've got lots of questions, but just to,
0: just to <clears> make sure, Georgie, this isn't a party political statement. This is what's happening in society, <laughs> independent <laughs> of whoever's no, ruling us. This
1: is not politics. This is. Um, I think also, I've been a first-time parent for the last twenty months, and it hasn't been an easy time to be a first-time parent. Um, so I think no, this is this is personally how I feel.
0: Okay, we'll see what mm. listeners feel. Two one oh one. If you're texting us about what you've just heard or about what you're going to hear after four o'clock. Uh, Georgie and Martin are with us. Petrol and passwords after the news. The fun going out of (laughs) workplaces. Opening up our golf courses. Throwing up a house in 13 hours. And uh, actually, speaking of politics, all manner of unpleasantness that is having to be endured by our local body politicians as well. That is all coming up after the news at four with Karen McCarthy.